sounding like Thor's hammer on Dr. Doom's titanium-infused faceplate. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than Fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club will be usually lose. Popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth two with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks, first Mr. Beefage. Hello, Internet. And then there's Moshko. I was going to go beep you. It just didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm back. <laughs> At, we, no. No? Can we get something, else, something better? Uh, hi, everybody. No. Welcome to the show. No. Uh, we can do this all night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like we could do this all night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're if you're new to the show, you haven't heard Moshko's voice before. Moshko is one of the hosts of the Twang Around podcast, also here on the uh, Welcome to Fireside page. Uh, also the owner of Moshko Collectibles, so if you're looking for, <gasps> for a prop or a toy or... All fun things. All fun things. You'll all find it there. Things. And if you don't find it there, just send me an email. All right, there's there's your plug. That's it. He can go That's home it. now. All, All right. right, I'm see out. You, see you, Moscow. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. The new news. Wow. Yeah, we got a lot of things to talk about. Um, Huey, uh, Huey got some Huey. weird business. He's out in the slow force with Mauer. Mauer's still stuck in the slow force. I don't know when the how uh, when the hell Mauer is gonna get back on this show. When does he ever get out the slow force? I thought he was being a West Coast Avenger. Oh, I dig that. Yeah, I but the West that. Coast Avengers but are terrible. We have to call him Hawkeye <laughs> yeah. though. Mm. So that's fine. He's out being Hawkeye. He's gonna hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mauer's out doing the Hawkeye thing in the slow force. <laughs> I think he'd rather be U.S. agent. I'm sure he would, but that makes no sense. So I'm going to just real quick into one and two. Earth, Earth two! Already, and the show hasn't really even started yet because we don't know how your brain got from point A to point B. You know. U.S. agent? How does yeah. that have anything to do with? He was a West Coast Avenger. U.S. agent was a West Coast Avenger? Yes. Was he really? Yes. Well, okay. I'll take, your, I'll take your two back, but who cares about U.S.? I just got my learn Nobody. on. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. No, nobody Not cares. yet, at least. And, and, but, and it's more fun to call him Hawkeye. It is. It's so take that, Hawk Mauer. Hawk Mauer. <laughs> Hashtag Hawk Mauer. <laughs> He's gonna hate that. All right, we got plenty of things to talk about, like some big changes to uh, the Darth Vader mythos. Ooh. And then Wally West becomes the most powerful character in the DC universe. Probably. Probably. <laughs> we'll go with probably. But it also There's no probably. It also looks like Joker found a new Harley. Ooh. Ooh, clickbait. Mr. Uh, T. Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got, uh, let's start in comics like we always do. Um, and let's just jump into some, actually, some Dark Knight metal, uh, Dark Knight's metal news. We haven't talked Dark Knight's metal in a long time, although it's kind of like looming over all of DC for a long time now, mm-hmm. right? As it should, because it's still one of the coolest things that they've brought into the DC mythos. Uh, but it is. It's yeah. not over yet. We still got other things coming with that. So let's go ahead and Moshko. It's time for an encore. Ooh. Do you want more? That was. What are the need encore? Do you want that segue there? Who Paul Blart would be pr- impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, with that, we uh, Mr. Uh, Capola decided that he was going to put something up on Twitter, which was actually today. Greg Capullo, if anybody's unaware who that is, is the Batman. Um, he actually has been doing Batman for quite a while, he's going to be in Spawn 300, the artist. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it looks like we are going to get, like I said, an encore of the uh, metal series. So, Should I, I do believe. A, do I need to do a, a quick? Uh, how do you do a quick Dark Knight's metal? I don't know. It's it has dark, some of the coolest characters out is, there. It is Dark Knight's metal was the culmination of all of Scott Snyder's Batman writing that led to a the Dark Multiverse event, essentially, where all the bastardized versions of the Batman came around to create a Dark Justice League. Yeah, uh, and it took the Batman and uh, and his crew to take him out. Uh, that's my quick breakdown on Dark Knight's <laughs> Metal without going into detail about anything. 
And what we're going to see, though, is probably by the time you actually listen to this show, you are going to find a little bit more information teased from, I believe, uh, his Instagram page. Um, we might find some new information about when it's going to be released. There's going to be a new book, but a new series. It's Superman, right? It's it not, is it's Superman. It's not a Batman book? From uh, what we're being teased so far, we're looking at the uh, the knuckle duster as uh, one of these wonderful articles. The knuckle duster. Knuckle duster. Um, but there's a, a brief, uh, you could probably find the picture out there. Um, well, I'll put it in the show post as well. Absolutely. So. Interesting character design, like it's a, all it, of the series is. It seems to me it almost looks like, it looks like, uh, what was that version of Superman that survived past, like World's End Superman? It's called World's End? No, or, the one that had the... With the big gray beard? Yeah, uh, he had guns. Okay. He had a sword. I think, well, he might add sword, but you know he had guns. But it, mm -hmm. but it kind of looks like that mixed with uh, the version of Superman that we got not too long ago, where he was depowered and he had a motorcycle. Yeah, and, like his cape was like, like brass knuckles almost. Remember, he just tore him up around his knuckles. Yeah, it kind of looks like a merger of those two concepts. For me, it actually looks like uh, you saw the test shot of Nicolas Cage in the suit way back when. <laughs> you know, he's got the I long hair. I will put that hair. in the show post. Wow, I've never thought I would put that one into it. But yeah, we'll put that in there so you know what we're talking about. Super cagey. Super. Super cagey. <laughs> you can never have enough of Nicolas Cage. I wish any of us could do a Nicolas Cage impression. That, that, was, that was the moment for one. It was. <laughs> that was it. All, all right. All I had was I had a Big Daddy in my head. I was like, that's, that's not the right one. <laughs> but, I mean, that ties into our Wally West news because Wally West is still running around um, in the, um, what's that? The Flash Like what you arc. did there with the running around. That was, yeah, that was see, good. see, see, picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, um, flash Forward art. Yeah, Flash Forward. So in Flash Forward, he's running around the multiverse trying to figure out what's causing the dark multiverse characters to enter into the, the main DC universe. Yeah. And, like, can we just, for a second, just jump back to when Dark Knight's Metal was coming out and we got that one shot of all, like, the nightmare versions and we had, like, the spider flash. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. There was a flash that had spider legs. Yeah. yeah. And there was, like, the Wonder Woman that had the cheetah curse. Oh, like, there yeah, were yeah, so yeah. many cool versions of them that I'm like, <laughs> God, I hope these don't just become a splash page. Like, I want to know about a lot of them. So my fear is, is that when we get to 5G, all that goes away. <laughs> my fear is that whatever this DC 5G event is that we talked about last week, that's going to be the end of all this. So who's putting it out? Who's putting out what? Yeah, is it Verizon? Is it T-Mobile? <laughs> you and OBG. Hey. <laughs> oh, he did do he that beat last you. week. He beat you. <laughs> Man. What it do, baby? <laughs> what it do? <laughs> Mm. Uh, actually, since we brought it up, you want to just tackle the uh, Flash news, Mr. Features? Yeah, uh, I mean, so it's, it's, it's kind of been revealed how it's supposed to work out, really, already. Um, you know, while he is running around trying to figure out how these things came to be. Uh, the he, Tempest or something called him out. and like It has to do with his kids. Yes. The whole Flash Forward arc was him finding John him Iris. Him finding his kids, right. So but they it, were that was like the dark multiverse planet that he found them on. Yes, which is really messed up. It is messed up because <laughs> that's that's where they're trapped at. And so, what uh what he found was in during his his run, he <laughs> he comes across the Mobius chair and he kind of uh, touches it. Can you like two seconds on the Mobius? Ah, uh, who's the guy? Uh, it's Darkseid's brother. Yeah, but what's his name? Metron. That's right, Metron. Um, so Metron has this chair that allows him to see almost everything. Yeah, it's, it's not, like, I like when Batman took it. I'm yeah. a god now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, like, the most OP you'll ever see but Batman it's, it's if like he the, isn't already OP. It's the chair of knowledge. Like, it's, it yeah. knows everything. Yeah, so, but it, it also kind of ensnares whoever sits in it. So it's like, once you get that, that taste, you kind of become, it, you will abuse that power. Right. Which is where this next bit of info gets bizarre. Oh, it gets super oh, it's, bizarre. It's all bizarre. Because already. I mean, <laughs> can can we just take a second and roll this back to wow. um, no Doomsday Clock? Sure. So at the end of Doomsday Clock, mm -hmm. spoiler for anybody who didn't finish that, when Doctor Manhattan realizes that Superman wasn't trying to hurt him, he decides to take action and he rearranges 
everything. He writes all of his wrongs, but the bigger thing is he doesn't like exist anymore. He puts all of his powers into the child of uh, the marionettes. Yes. Um. So mime and marionette. He he puts his essence into that kid. So there's a kid out there named Clark, uh, in you know named after Superman. That, right. That is Doctor Manhattan. Like is the essence of Doctor Manhattan. Like a Doctor Manhattan child. Yes. And yet, the Mobius chair from this flash forward story or that's, has been imbued with Dr. Manhattan's power. How? Did that kid sit in the chair? Did he sit in the chair at some point? Like, where the hell did Manhattan and this come together? Like, it's ex, not, we don't know. Ex machina. That's not what that means. I have nothing to add on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, as it turns out, the Mobius chair is imbued with Dr. Manhattan's power as well. So. What it all comes down to really is Wally now has to make a choice. In order to save his children and the universe itself, he kind of has to take the chair. But sitting in that chair, we've seen an image that essentially has him as Manhattan. Yes. Like we, and I'll put it in the show post, but there's a, an image with the Manhattan logo on, on Wally's head. head. So Wally not only being a speedster, mm-hmm. also now sees time in a way that nobody else does. Right. He sees it all at once. Right. Past, present, future, the now. And, and if he's got like, if he's got that reality warping powers, that's crazy. Yeah. Super. And it, what makes it crazier is that, you know, this is... Anyone who sits in the Mobius chair doesn't lose their own abilities. So imagine what Wally was already capable of by himself. On top of that being added with, you know, coupled by the Mobius chair, which also has Dr. Manhattan's powers. He's like hella OP right now. Is he still blue? <laughs> Is he in the red outfit? No, he's, no, in, he's, he's in a blue he's, outfit. He's in a blue like outfit. Manhattan. And he's still giving off blue lightning, which is normal for him. Does he still have the outfit on, or is he, like, full-blown? Yeah, no, he's, well, he's, he's, he's his outfit that yeah. looks like Manhattan. So he's covered. <laughs> <laughs> he's, actually, his face and his hair is still out there. Ah, okay. Yeah. He's still got the, the red locks. Yes. Those luscious locks. Interesting. <laughs> Gorgeous. Uh, you know, it's a weird decision. I kind of get it, because you can... I and mean, here's the beauty of having Barry and Wally together is that you can now play around with Wally like you couldn't before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now you have your Flash. You've got your, your mainstay Flash, which is going to be Barry, and that's not going to change anytime soon. And now you got Wally back. So what do you do with Wally? You could really do anything you want, and that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing the fact that there, there's no stakes to change Wally. Right. But it, I just still feel like, you know, we kind, they kind of just, they didn't pigeonhole Wally, but it's like you brought him back, made us happy, then you turned him into a killer, a liar. Well, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he was, but he wasn't. Like, it wasn't really his fault. He wasn't like right. It wasn't, but you know, that's the what was that? Heroes I mean, in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you ever notice that all the Flash have some type of crisis going on? Well, I mean, it's, it's par for the course. Okay. But all it, right. For for sake, we got to move on a little bit here. But still, this is probably. To me, this is one of the most intriguing things that we've got coming, and I believe that this has to entirely to do with the 5G rebrand or whatever the hell is coming out from DC that we don't know anything about, really. Mm-hmm. I bet you him being Manhattan plays a big role, because if we know Manhattan had the ability to change things already from Doomsday Clock, that means Wally now has that same ability. Yeah, he, he and could. What, and, and this, is a, this is a grief-stricken father, now has the ability of Manhattan. but. With that ability again, and even sitting on a Mobius chair, it would kind of make him devoid of his humanity. Almost it happened to Batman. Not yeah, but with sure. Well, Batman was already kind of devoid of humanity. Let's let's be honest. No, he was justice. <laughs> it was just but justice. Wally, on the other, I mean, remember in Doctor Manhattan, it took a little bit for those powers to corrupt him to a point where he no longer saw himself as part of humanity, and Wally will be the same way. Won't be immediate that that'll take place. I, I bet you we get to that point unless they, you know they they send Manhattan's power somewhere else. But as far as Wally now as Manhattan, he's more Wally than Manhattan. Right. It'll take time for that kind of power to corrupt, and it's not even corrupt. It's just, I mean, higher on the food chain, really. <laughs> well, again, but you're you're thinking just of Manhattan's power. Again, it's the Mobius chair too. Yeah, I think the, Mo- the Manhattan kind of dwarfs the Mobius chair. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have time to go into OP. this, but, but yeah, this is the like you cannot argue 
Wally at this point is the most powerful character in DC. Like take I, that it's, Superman. It's hard for me to say anybody could t- stop him. Exactly. If there was a camera on me right now, it's like I'm watching a tennis match. <laughs> um, um, if, if people want to picture this, I'm sitting between these two, and my head's just going back and forth. <laughs> back and forth. It's 15, love. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's stick to DC. What's going on with Green Lantern? There, Moshko. Let's get you involved. Yeah. Green, <laughs> Green, Green Lantern's going to get an upgrade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, 5G. 5G. <laughs> 5GE for on AT&T. They, you know, was there, what was the... There was no we, point in that. 5GE is not a thing. No, 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 not that. But the, the 5G from a DC's perspective, you know, it's such a highly branded thing already. Why I, I go that I have no route? idea what it, what it stands for. I just don't want it to be New 52 all over again. Uh, and you always run that risk. Mm-hmm. You always run that risk. I don't know why they're rebooting already. Whatever. I don't because let's, it's DC. Let's not get into that. They have a habit. But yeah. Hal, Hal on the other Hal. hand, he's getting a he's getting a new uh, he's, he's getting some new some new Duracells. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like one of those deals. If if anybody's driving a Tesla out there, you wake up in the morning and uh, you got an upgrade. You're not quite sure. You're not quite sure what it can do yet, That's, but you have an upgrade, and that's kind of what we're gonna see. Uh, it's been uh, foretold. Uh, Basically, Mr. Uh, Hal, he did something really well, and the powers that be granted him some some new stuff in his uh, power battery. They they right? don't. It was the the Guardians they of the didn't Universe. Didn't say what it was. They're like they don't know how to like praise him, <laughs> so they give him a new power battery and then just say you're gonna like the upgrades, and nobody knows what that means. It's, it's just like any video game where you complete a level and here's your power. A but name pops up. And you're not like, quite what the sure hell what it does. That? You've received the Phoenix down. <laughs> uh, I got a what? Level <laughs> seven. So uh, we don't need to spend much time no. on this, but just know that there's a new variation of, of Hal Jordan's Green Lantern. Yes. That I'm intrigued on. I mean... Yeah, because we don't know what it does. Here's the thing. Hal's the greatest Green Lantern period. Like, that's always been the case. That's been the way it is, right? Is Guy it? Gardner. Yeah. Well, sure, that might your, that's your personal opinion, but <laughs> as far as the DC universe is concerned, they all agree, Guy included, that Kyle. Hal is the best of them. You said Kyle? Guy. Guy. <laughs> I mean, Kyle, Kyle would agree too, but Guy <laughs> would also agree that Hal is the best of them. So, And it's, it's safe to say whatever this power is is going to have a big impact on whatever's coming next. And I mean, look, this is the guy who was in, just with his own willpower was able to forge his own ring in his hand. <laughs> so this is not... This is not your standard Green Lantern. So I'm, I'm cool to give him a subset of powers. Like, he's never been Ion. He's never been all the crate. Like, uh, he wielded all of the lantern rings, and yet he never got the white. Well, he did get the white lantern ring in the um, Blackest Night. But yeah, didn't Hal what, make him white? Uh, what's up? Kyle. No, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle is the one who got to be the white lantern. Because Kyle is special. Yes, he is. Because <laughs> he's awesome. But <laughs> that's regardless. Kyle, Kyle. I'm interested to see where this goes because I do think how out of all the lanterns need some kind of separation. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Something that that shows that he's been through what he's been through. I mean, he's he, hell. He was the specter for a long time. You know what I mean? Like this is True. a guy who's been through more than most other characters in all of DC. He was parallax. He ended he the was, universe. Yeah, he killed yeah. most of the core. I mean, yeah. he's done some ish. So it's okay. Like I believe he needs some kind of. He needs something. You know, that's a debate for a later time. Should how really be celebrated? He's done. Ish. Yeah, but he was also possessed by the parallax entity, and that's kind of what it does. Fla- he, Barry was also para- was parallax for a little while. Do we do we hold that against Barry? We should hold a lot against Barry. I mean, I'm just saying. So many crises. You got you got to be you got to be consistent here. So many crises. Um, okay, I'm just, just saying. saying. Just saying. You know, we, that's a, that should be a topic show for once. All right, the hero's fault. I'll, I'll Hero, look forward to that one. Hero's fault will be fun. I'd do that one. All right, let's talk about, uh, let's do Marvel, because it's real quick, then we'll talk Star Wars. Okay. Which is technically part of Marvel, so yeah. Uh, first <laughs> off, uh, I just want to continue our talk with the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, because it's obvious that's where we're moving towards in the, the yes! Marvel comics. They're pushing that harder Love than it. anything else. And we already talked about how uh, Reed... Or not read. Um, Franklin's been making his decision, seeing as how he's a mutant, on whether or not he wants to stick with his family, the first family of Marvel, or his new family, seeing as how he's an X-Men and they really want him on Krakoa, which is, as you've been following along with Jonathan Hickman's story, mm-hmm. that's where all the mutants now live. So uh, we finally get our answer of what he wanted, but it doesn't matter because Reed's involved and Reed is Reed. Reed is it. A- Reed is always Reed. I mean, read into that what you will. <laughs> read between the lines. But read, read does what's best for read. 
thinking that it's what's best for like honestly him and dr doom are not that far off they're not ideology wise they've been one's one just acts more like doom just does more <laughs> well, yeah that's that's been stated in the uh i think it was a secret wars kind of say he's but they both have that same mentality of that, like, I, I know what's right, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Right. You know what I mean? It's just that sometimes Reed actually does what's really right, whereas where Dr. Doom does what's supposed to be right, but not really right. He would argue that it was right. Sure. Because if it puts him in power, he, uh, then we're all better off. Yeah, yeah. He's wrong, <laughs> but I get it. You know. So, but going back into <laughs> Fantastic Four, um, the Fantastic Four meet with um, X Men. Yeah, well, not necessarily just the X Men. It's three particular X Men. They meet with it's Magneto, Xavier, it's Xavier, and then Kitty Pride. Ooh, now Kitty, Kitty Pride, we'll talk about that in a second. But it's that mostly was, Xavier and Magneto, and they come. A, that was an ace of the sleeve for Xavier. Right yes, there. it was absolutely he did that on an ace of the sleeve. I mean, that's <laughs> did that's, that on purpose. That's that tactician brain right there, yeah. but. Uh, essentially, Magneto and him go into the uh, go into the Baxter Building, and they go, um, "Hey, we want to take your kid." But why? And Sue's like, "No, nope. and put and my favorite put Magneto in a bubble and just holds him there. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I mean, you know, Sue. Look, Johnny, we all know can go supernova, and he's you know, one of the most wildly powerful characters. You know, we know Thing can go toe-to-toe with the Hulk and even knocked him out with a punch, although he did break his arm. That was but BS. Sue is probably the most powerful of all of them. Yeah, no, no doubt. If Sue wanted Definitely. to kill everybody, she could. She could. So but I could say the same thing with Prof- uh, Professor X. Yeah, but he still has to, like, I don't know. If Professor he to, X doesn't have to do anything. He can just say, hmm. Neither does hmm. Sue. She can just put a little bubble in your brain and then expand it. But and he then, can just shut her brain down. Yeah, but well, yeah, she also has, he also has to get out of that little cocoon that he'll put her in, that she'll put him in. But it's no problem. Shut her brain down. It depends on who acts first. It's faster. This Shut is, it down. This is our conversation that we did a long time ago of, of the Purple Man versus Preacher. It really depends on who acts first. Whoever acts first, they win. Switch off. What's up? Switch off. What do you mean? Professor X wins. Not really. He does. Because in the same time that you're saying switch off, she could put a bubble around you that you can't, your thought, you're like, your psychic powers don't work through. Like once, once you're in that cocoon and there's no air in there and you're suffocating to death or she just blows you up. That's it. You're done. So I don't know. 15 love. (laughs) (laughs) Mentee now serving. (laughs) But going back into this, um, you know, Sue's obviously no. And this whole time, Reed seems like he's trying to figure out why it is that Franklin's losing his powers because that's been something that they're saying that Franklin's powers are starting to diminish. Right. Well, uh, Franklin runs away, meets with Kitty Pride, and if you're unaware, him, uh, Kitty and Franklin have this huge relationship that spans back to the 80s Right. Uh, mm-hmm. in the first Fantastic Four versus the X-Men series mm-hmm. where she was just kind of the spirit that he was... Uh, he had mental dampeners put onto his brain so he couldn't use all of his powers because at one point he grew himself into an adult just by thinking about it. And so, oh, they were, yeah. so Reed was like, okay, we're going to put some dampeners in that man's brain uh, <laughs> so he stays my son and then a five-year-old boy. So, But he did have the power to like send an astral projection of himself out and he comes across Kitty Pride, who in a different book became just an entity. So she couldn't come back into the real world, but she was the only person he he and her could not really communicate because she couldn't talk, but he would visit her constantly. And he was the bridge between why the X-Men and the Fantastic Four were fighting. And he's the one who stopped him because he comes, he comes riding in on Lockheed, mm-hmm. which is her, her dragon pet. Yes. And it's like, you guys are both assholes. Can you guys <laughs> stop fighting? Because Kitty's dying. Like she tries to commit suicide in that book and he stops her. So they, needless to say, they have a long-standing relationship between those two. But he was five and she was fourteen. And, th- and this was when? That was the eighties. Back in the eighties. So he was already dropping in her DMs <laughs> back then. Yeah, he was. He was pulling. He was. Uh, this will be a, a a little you know hint towards our next story. But he was pulling that whole Anakin Padme. Hey. Uh, you know what I mean? Hey. I don't know about you, but he was doing that little Star Wars Anakin Skywalker Padme (laughs) Queen Amidala, you know, get in there early. But uh, same. So when he sees Kitty, Kitty is like, you know, it's your choice to make. Her name's Kitty. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was very (laughs) Mauer-esque. Beep you. So essentially, he goes to run for one of the Krakoan portals that Mm -hmm. takes him back to Krakoa, and that's when we find out that Reed Richards was not trying to figure out why his son lost his powers, but to make sure that the Krakoan portals would never realize that he is a mutant dampening his X-gene so that he's not allowed through the portal. And that freaks out Professor X, because although he was just trying to save his son, well, not really save his son, make sure his son listens to him, like, you cannot leave. 
Um, Professor X is like, oh, you just might have damned all of mutant kind. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay with this because that means if that were used on a wide scale, no one could go back to Krakoa. Right. So that's where we've left off in this book. As you can tell, Marvel's heavily pushing this uh, X-Men Fantastic Forefront for the mm-hmm. uh, the comic side of things, which is usually a precursor to yeah. what the movies are going to be. It's so coming. This I, is interesting. This I is very them, interesting. I just want them to send the apocalypse in. That's all I want. I was too a pie. Well, no, it's a wrap. It's over. Uh, it's over with Franklin. Franklin's not going to fight apocalypse. Well, this, this Franklin wants to leave, and they're not letting him. Frank, yeah, Franklin, Franklin, honestly, Franklin apocalypse could just show man. up and say Franklin's coming with us, and then they would go, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's Reed going to do? Exactly. Well, I mean, does he still have the ultimate nullifier? Who has no, that? He doesn't. Have Where did that go? Who's got the ultimate nullifier? He doesn't have it. Probably one of the other reads. I don't know who's got that. That's what scared Galactus. I mean, I'm getting a face from Moshko. That's what hey, made Galactus go away. This is fantastic. Well, <laughs> most people don't know, but I am the, the casual fan, so All right. I'm dipping in and out. So this, well, is this is mostly comic news, by the way, oh, yeah. so I want to talk about this one last, then we're going to fly through TVs and, TV and <laughs> movies. So the last one I want to talk about is uh, uh, Darth Vader. Which seems really interesting. Darth Vader number one coming out, which takes place after Empire Strikes Back. Mm. But here's where this gets crazy. So it's been long known that Padme died giving birth to Luke and Leia. Yes. Right? So if you go back to Return of the Jedi, when it was first mentioned, Luke and Leia's mother died giving birth to them, and then they are separated at birth. You know, Luke becoming Luke Skywalker, going to Tatooine with Uncle uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. And Leia becoming Princess Leia Organa. Right. And moving to um, uh, Alderaan. Alderaan. Yes. So... At the end of Empire Strikes Back with no, I uh, no, I am your father. No, it's not true. That's impossible. Search Watch your my feelings. Hand. Yeah. You know it to be true. Um, <laughs> so since we know that's how that ended, this is him picking up going, all right, who hid my son from me? That's what Vader's mentality is right now. All right, what's up with my son? Who hid him from me? So he starts searching for information about what happened with his kids or kid at this point because that's what he knows. Um, and he goes back to Tatooine, he goes back to Coruscant, he goes to Padme's uh, palace on Coruscant to figure out what's going on and actually runs into Padme. Oh, he gets his bay back. Padme's Ooh. not dead. I repeat this. Padme's not dead, and it's Marvel Comics, meaning it is canon. Yeah. So this is it now. Like Padme's back, and issue two and three have her on the cover, like posing back to back with Vader and a gun, so she's gonna be with Vader, which is very not Padme to me. Is she gonna be with Vader? I don't know, but according to the covers, well, you know what? And you think about it, maybe she was the the the, the spark that turned him, or maybe this brings Vader back around a little bit before Empire Strikes Back, right. Return of the Jedi, where he eventually makes his switch back to the light side. This could be the catalyst to why he's he's capable of switching back in the first place, right? This could be kind of cool, but how the hell she survived is the question. Because if they screw that up, this is dumb. Yeah, she probably faked her death. That's dumb. If, she just, if they just say she faked her death, that's dumb. Well, she faked her death. She hid the kids. Because she was like, I don't want him to in his but state she was, But she's dead at the point where they hide the kids. Even in the movies, you see that she's dead as the kids come out. And then technically, they, they take them into different places. Technically, or, or it could have been her sub. Or a clone, because we know the clone armies. Yeah, and she had a sub, remember? I don't think that's who it was. Oh, um, you're saying the sub gave birth? Well, I'm not saying the sub gave birth. She gave birth, but the sub took her place. The sub died. Well, she, when they took the kids out, the kids then got moved. So they would, they would, kids would be coming out of the sub. <laughs> yeah. No. So my kids point is out. she died on the table giving birth. Or did she? Obviously not. Now you get my point of why I'm confused. Which is why the sub faked her death. Well, I mean, as, as we know, everybody comes back. Right from whatever, especially yeah, in comics. Well, yeah, but this is Star Wars. But it's in the comics. I get it, <laughs> and I know with the last Star Wars, Palpatine came back. Spoiler alert! That's, I guess that's not really a spoiler, but I mean, well, I know well, she's that she's getting it's... that fat Thor money now. So <laughs> Natalie Portman <laughs> is, <laughs> and when you look at the books, I mean, the likeness is absolutely oh, her. It's definitely Natalie Portman. So There's you know, no question. what happens when there, or you know, who's to say that there won't be a you know a ten episode arc on Disney Plus with her? You know, the stuff that goes on in between there. That would be dope. Had me. That would be I mean, dumb. they're they're putting a lot of stuff into their, their well, catalog. I know they're doing that Dr. Faz, not Phasma, because I keep wanting to say the girl from the new ones, but um, oh, what the hell's her name? Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Alpha. Afra. Dr. Afra. Afra. 
Dr. Afra, who's like essentially the evil Luke. She's not really evil. She just didn't really mm. care. But like this is the new Disney Plus Marvel right. show coming that's Star Wars related. They like in the works. Well, that's where we mm. get the evil version of of R2 and 3PO, the evil version of Chewbacca. Like there's a version of all these characters that look very close to who they are. Star Wars They're metal. just bad. Yeah, really nice Star Wars metal. That's good. You've captured right. their stunt doubles. <laughs> Let's get your job. Let's talk about lock and key. Let's move into TV. And uh, what what do we think of lock and key now that we it's out? The world is uh, has seen what what Netflix has been able to do. I mean, we know Joe Hill is through the roof. Every time you see him, he's a big ball of smiles. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. I mean, he's been so. I I would say, all right. If you guys allow me to go first. No one's stopping you. Awesome. So <laughs> my first interaction or my first reaction In, to it. Thank introduction. You. Yes. Introduction. <laughs> hey, introduction and reaction. Because I, I, I knew of Lock and Key. I never got to read the books. Um, but I know from what you've told me about it. Um, I got to watch the first episode. Uh, me and my lady. Um, without going into much right now. I'm just going to say first episode, 50 minutes. I'm in, a hundred percent. If I just, I would need more time. I would like to binge it all, and I'd probably watch it again. Yeah, I'm, I hope to finish it tomorrow. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm about three episodes in. Uh, I've heard a lot about it over the years, and you know, same thing. Never actually read the book, uh, books, I should say. Um, was able to kind of read up on it, understand the story a little bit. Um, the only thing I kind of I guess I felt was lacking and, and maybe it's because I'm not as familiar with the books. I was expecting things to be a little bit more dark mm. and I don't know if it gets a little darker as you go down through the episodes. Um, but it's, you know, I completely understand it needs to kind of, a, this seems like almost like a family, like it, it appeals to, you know, in my opinion, a lot of different generations, like young, old, you know, everybody can kind of watch it. Um, I was looking for something a little darker, but it, it, I'm going to so, see it through, though. As a person who has read the book multiple times, because it is one of my all-time favorites, um, that book does a really good job. Uh, here's a way that I can kind of equate this. All right, so think of the It remake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know how that does a pretty good job of switching bef between coming-of-age story and horror movie? Mm -hmm. Lock and Key kind of walks a tightrope of like a whimsical fairy tale right. and yep. very seriousness. Like we're a couple episodes in, like you, you, you've, you've met the woman in the well. Mm -hmm. Right. Just you wait till I kind of want that, you to explain that. I don't me. want to. Not yet. Because I want, I want that to unfold <laughs> as it's supposed to. Let that marinate for a week or so. let me tell you, that character, uh, although when you first are watching it, you're like, what the hell is with the lady in the well? Because that, I mean, especially when you're in episode three and mm -hmm. when you move on to episode four, you start seeing that there's a lot to her and it's not yeah, like yeah. this little witch in the well. Yep. Um, that character is wildly important. Yeah. Um, I've read a little bit about that character specifically. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm that excited to see where it goes. That character's dark as hell. Like that character is scary dark. Mm -hmm. So well, there, yeah, there's we'll those little like glimpses of that throughout the first couple episodes. Yeah. And but, I was, I was going to say it, it kind of gives me as far as like the vibe it goes. It's, it's almost like the magicians in a way. You, I've never seen it. Oh, you would like. Okay, <laughs> but it it does like 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 Moshko said it does it does kind of walk that line of. Of being really whimsical, you said mm. really whimsical, but I also think it, it's it's tight roping between that whimsical that would everybody can enjoy it, right? And then it can it's showing you sh like shades of darkness. Well, it's like it's not going to fully in like dive into the dark, like deep into it, but it's kind of like getting you prepared for it's it. this could possibly happen fast as hell. The show is way faster than the book. Mm -hmm. way faster yeah. well i mean like I the imagine. book it takes a little bit for them to find the first key mm -hmm. let alone three, three. in one yeah. episode yeah yeah so the book moves at a much or the, the show moves at a much faster pace but what i love about it which is what the book drew me into is it's very character driven mm -hmm. it's more of like there's a lot of crazy stuff happening with these keys but it's very much about the lock family right and what they went through as mm -hmm. well as the history of the lock family which is what we'll start to learn more about I'm, this as you go I'm through the history that. of the lock family is crazy and i feel like I can't, 
Yeah, does this, well, I mean, I don't want to get too spoiler heavy. Eventually, I, I've already talked to Lock and Key. Lock and Key. Lock who and wants key. to come on for a, a full spoiler review. Yeah. So he's very excited to come back for that. Uh, but, you know, new father, life's a little hard for him to be able to binge a show right now. So we will eventually do this, but I do want to wait for for Mr. Lock and Key to come back. Um, but I, I, I am 100% in this show right now. Like, I very, very much like where they're going. I think the heart of the comic is there. Mm -hmm. But it is also written, like, for the screenplay, is written by Joe Hill. Mm. So it's not shocking. Like, Joe Hill had very, like, his hands are all over this Netflix show. It's mm -hmm. not like, it's not like they, he gave up the rights and somebody else wrote it. I, I yeah. like when the creators take personal, personal stake in, in uh, the, the visual properties. Yeah, their work. Cause, yeah, because it, it, it makes the shows or, and or movies better. Yeah. Absolutely. I was completely confused when I started to watch it because I actually thought it was Jonah Hill. <laughs> so completely different type of wild words, you know. But good. yeah, it's it's uh, it's what I it, for the fact that I was excited when Showtime picked it up and then they lost it, and mm -hmm. Hulu picked it up and then they lost it, and then it went into nowhere for a while, right. and then now finally it's a thing. I was kind of scared that the hype would eventually kill it. But mm -hmm. it's it's holding steady, and I'm uh, excited to see where it goes. Netflix mm -hmm. got one with this, and I mm -hmm. think uh, tune in on Saturday. Uh, Saturday we're going to do a lock and key show. Saturday? Uh, oh yeah, Friday. Yeah. Friday shows now. Damn, it's Friday, man. Damn, algorithm. Friday. Algorithm. <laughs> algorithm. Algorithm. Friday. So yeah, Friday we'll do a. I don't want to do a spoiler show or a review just yet, like a true review. Mm -hmm. But I do want to talk about the the lock and key universe. So I think what we'll do is our favorite keys. Uh, okay. Let's do a key show on Friday. So come back on Friday. We'll it's talk a key about issue. That. Make sure you're here <laughs> on key Friday. Issue. I think well, that's what we're gonna call it. The locking, the locking key issue. No, locking I, key points. Nope. Key issue because like it's key the issues. Key of the issue for lock. No. We just no. call There's, it. We'll, nah, figure, we'll, we'll call figure it, it out. We'll figure it out. DJ Khaled. Um, all right. So another to, one. I want to just. <laughs> I want to just rattle some quick things off. Um, first off, there is a lot of rumor about Marvel developing a secret invasion series for Disney Plus that will lead into um, uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel Two. Mm -hmm. So, as we know from Captain Marvel, we saw the scrolls, but they were the twist was they were the good guys, which in the comics they absolutely uh, were not. Yeah. Um, so the fact that we're getting them maybe making that switch in this show to set up a true secret invasion movie, which would be kind of dope. Secret invasion, by the way, if anyone's unaware, that is a uh, Brian Michael Bendis, I believe, is the writer of that one, who so. turned uh, essentially the scrolls started replicating heroes and replacing them without anyone realizing it. So think invasion of the body snatchers, just with your favorite heroes. Exactly, uh, and they all wore like old '60s versions of their costumes. Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you could tell who was who. Yeah. And the best person by far in that book is is black widow she just ran around she started shooting people <laughs> she was like i can tell you real quick if someone's a skull boom you bleed red we're good <laughs> um so she, she runs into wolverine just lights him up and she goes oh red cool let's go so we're gonna we're gonna bend the characters like bendis uh, oh. <laughs> wow womp, womp. all right another one <laughs> <laughs> This, this issue may be called another one. Uh, another one with Moshko. Uh, uh, last thing, and really quick, because we didn't get to touch on it like that, but Joker's New Bay. Oh, oh. damn. The w damn, we didn't. Wow, that's comic news. All right, go ahead. So, uh, new Harley in town. Ish. 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 She's got to uh, prove herself. She's definitely got to prove herself, but I, I, I think she might. We'll, we'll get to see that soon. But that's like saying, like, there's a new Batman. Because keep in mind, Harley is the fourth pillar of DC, so just throwing out Harley's name like that, I mean, she deserves a bit more respect. You know what I'm saying? Tell that to all the reviewers <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> well, no. Oh, we'll talk about the movie. Give me a second. We'll talk about the movie. But uh, new, new uh, <laughs> Hinch Winch. Oh. <laughs> For the Joker. Uh, her name's Punchline. I believe she's her first appearance is going to be in I think it's Detective Comics eighty nine. So it's they yeah, just they literally right. just go and this is punchline. <laughs> yeah. She won't be truly in, in like in a book yet for a little bit, yeah. but yeah. But one thing you can we they from the first looks of her she's she's wildly different than Harley. Looks a little bit more menacing, less jokey, uh, particularly a more badass version of the joker himself i think in the body of a woman how brutal harley can be yes but like harley but, bit that man's lip off like Har harley harley's not a is not <laughs> yeah but harley's like 
goofy. Harley is is coming around to be more. That's what I always see. That's what the Joker's. Why the Joker's crazy to me. That's why I like the Joker so much. Is that she, he's goofy, but he'll shoot you in the face. Right. Right. So, she's goofy, but she'll break all the bones in your legs while laughing. Like I. That to me is is yeah. really what sets them apart. Well, Punchline just has the look, but she doesn't seem goofy at no, all. Oh, she seems pretty pretty she's hardcore. Pretty hardcore. So she's like uh um what. You said earlier she's she looks like a, almost like typhoid Mary with a little bit of Psylocke. Oh, she could be yeah. cool. I don't know, but Insane it'd be interesting posse. to see what the story, you know, how it character. unfolds and yeah. yeah, the origin and all that good stuff. It's always exciting when there's new characters because mm-hmm. the sad truth is is that comic writers I feel are becoming scared to introduce new things and they're become so reliant on the nostalgia and history of characters to sell books instead of coming up mm-hmm. with unique things. Yeah. You know what I mean? That so, sounds like the movie industry. Right. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that sounds like every industry yeah. because nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It so is. everyone's based like that's. I mean, that's honestly. Disney Plus. Yeah, it's why Wally's back. Yeah. I mean, look, most decisions are based on the fact that it's they're tugging on old heartstrings instead mm-hmm. of coming up with something new. What's going to make that cash? Right. So, I hey, good for you. Make a new character. Make more new characters. It's comic books. Make make a million characters. Make new action sticks. figures and I mean, props <laughs> and statues and all that good stuff. Props. Dark, props. Dark Knight's metal props. worked, so why wouldn't a warped version of Harley Quinn work? Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. Yeah, well, right now, Harley Quinn, remember, Harley Quinn might become Batman's sidekick, so yeah. she might be the new Robin, so that'll be interesting. And <laughs> with that in mind, they might actually come to blows at some point. I'm waiting for it. Punchline versus Harley, and Harley just smacks her around. Or Punchline's going to smack her around first because it's comics. It's how it always happens. Yeah. You meet a new character, and you get cocky, you get smacked around. But then Harley comes out of nowhere, starts breaking kneecaps like Harley does. This is gonna be Harley a- goes Harley, and Harley wins because it's Harley. But it's going to be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a Nightfall version of Harley Quinn. I, I'm, I'm good. Punchline <laughs> is banged. Give me a... Give me a dark Harley, like a like a sadistic, crazed Harley. Punchline. That, that, no, no, Harley. <laughs> I want Harley to go that way. Um, anyway, let's move in. Speaking of Harley, let's talk about Birds of Prey. <clears throat> go ahead. I, yeah, am I the only, I'm the only one who <laughs> saw the movie. I did not see it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to keep this brief. Um, we'll, we'll do eventually a full review later, a full like spoiler review when everyone gets a chance to see the movie. Mm. But it, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is great. Margot makes the movie, and it's very much a Harley Quinn movie. Although it's called Birds of Prey, it's really just Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley Quinn steals the show. Um, Black Mask, uh, it's Ewan McGregor, right? Yes. He's great, although his Black Mask is very different than the Black Mask I know, but the premise... The essence of Black Mask is still there because he still has that, like, sadistic, like... That's he. He's like a. He's just a flamboyant version of the comic character because he still is very sadistic, mm-hmm. like very sadistic. Like we're talking. Remember, Black Mask is like is the dude who like made made a woman watch him as he murdered her husband and then made her eat his remains. Like yeah, Black I'm- Mask is a demented, depraved guy, and you get that depraved nature from Ewan McGregor's version. He's just very flamboyant. Mm. That's the only real difference. Victor Zaz hated him. Victor Zaz is not Zaz. He's not that weird, uh, scarred, murder rapist guy. You know, he's not that just sadistic guy. He's mm-hmm. more of like Black Mask's right hand. And, what? And he's <laughs> like protects Black Mask's meant like mentally. What? It's weird. He's a weird character. He does have his scars and he brings them up, but he just feels shoehorned in there. He personally should, in my opinion, should have been a brand new character. He should have brand. They should have his own movie. To be very honest, most of the characters should have just been brand new instead of making Huntress and... um, Bringing them all in. None of them got a full chance to be there. Cassandra Cain didn't really feel like Cassandra Cain. Well, she's not nowhere near Cassandra Cain because Cassandra Cain is the coolest Batwoman that that there's been. Batgirl, excuse Mm -hmm. me. Coolest Batgirl there's ever been. So we're never going to get that, I don't think, from this version. Um, Batwoman. No, that's Kate Kane. Cassandra Cain is Batgirl. I'm sorry. And they're two different Kanes. Two different (laughs) Kanes. Um, they both will help bet. Never mind. Oh, uh, right. Um, but yeah, nobody's bad, but nobody gets a chance to shine. Like, I really like Huntress in it, but mm-hmm. uh, like, it feels like they just used Harley to set up a Birds of Prey franchise that will no longer have Harley in it going forward. Mm. It just seems like they used the fourth pillar to introduce us to characters that they didn't truly introduce. It doesn't really feel like it has a reason, which I know I hate saying. Because no movies has a reason except for making money, and that's what this was obviously for. But it didn't seem like they actually worked on much of a plot before putting it out. Right. It just feels like they, like, when, it, when it's fun, it's fun. 
But what I've seen a lot of people write is don't think too much about this movie because you'll hate it. And that's true. If you just enjoy it for what it was, there's some fun to be had. That but sounds, if you really think about it, it's not good. That sounds like the narrative of most DC movies. No. Don't, don't think about it. Shazam was amazing. Well, Wonder right. Woman was amazing. But, but Aquaman. Like, excusing, those two, excusing those two movies, because I, I did and, like Wonder Woman. I did like Shazam. And Aquaman was just lazy, but still good. Eh. I still enjoyed Aquaman. It's just the, the writing was lazy. Eh. But at least it had a plot. The only down, downside about the plot of Aquaman, it was like paint by numbers. Like, they just were like, and there's the legend of so-and-so who we're going to see in 45 <laughs> minutes. Like, every, they just set up everything in the prior scene. Aquaman was a bad film. It's I'm not, sorry. Uh, you know it's a bad film. It's not my you favorite. Can, you can enjoy bad films. All right. There's a lot of terrible films from the 80s that I enjoy. Moving on. What are we at? Wow, 45 minutes into this. It's because I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this. Since Mauer's been gone, we can't hold this down. It's okay. close to 30 minutes. Well, we couldn't hold it down close to 30 minutes with Mauer here. Sure, but we were at least at like 35, 36, <laughs> maybe 40. We still haven't even hit movies yet, so let's get to movies. Debatable. Well, you no, were no, talking we, we about... Are, yeah, we are talking about one movies. movie, but we still have to talk about the Oscars. But you were t- right, and you were talking about DC movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, there Joker, you go. there it right? is. Hey, I mean, Joker. that's really the one thing that kind of stood out from the Oscars, at least from comic loving everybody. Um, and what's interesting, first show I was ever on, it was dropped that uh, Joker was going to be made. Oh, cool! Next episode I was on, trailer dropped. Third episode that was on. The movie came out. Really? So this is kind of like the, the Moshko full circle on Joker here. Should we be concerned about you? <laughs> hey, you want to hear I, another joke? Yeah. And maybe that's <laughs> why. You want to hear another joke, Mente? <laughs> maybe that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Oscars went down. Um, big takeaway from that is uh, Parasite. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I was talking to Maurer last night. And, Sorry uh, to hear that. <laughs> This was right before we kind of started, before they announced the best picture, and I think it was maybe best actor. So kind of in what was going on, uh, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix part came up. He won, obviously. I don't think there was any question question who was going to win that. He goes up, he you know does his speech. We all anticipated him saying some interesting stuff, which he did. Um, and then following that, the best picture came up, and it was announced that uh, Parasite won. Now, before the actual announcement came up, Maurer and I were kind of going back and forth on, you know, he's like, oh, it better be Joker. It was the greatest movie, all that good stuff. And, you know, I said to him, I'm like, I managed to watch Parasite this afternoon, and if I had not seen it before I watched that, I would be saying the same exact thing you said. Oh, is it that good? I haven't Parasite it. is, it's very much like a Quentin Tarantino film, number mm. one. Uh, but it has all these different aspects of symbolism like Joker had. Uh, the performances by all the actors were fantastic. It's subtitles. Once you get past that and you're able to kind of get into it and just read through everything, um, that's really the only thing the uh, American public kind of needs to get through. Uh, but story-wise, it was fantastic. And, and even you know a couple of weeks ago, I saw 1917, which I thought was actually better than Joker 2. So, that's what I mean, but look. Needless to say, Joaquin deserved what thing. he got. Yeah, and they won best score. Uh, Hilden daughter, you get what you beeping deserve. Fantastic, <laughs> but he was he was so disappointed. It, it was really the the biggest disappointment he had and saw all weekend. And he watched two XFL games. So Are you, <laughs> it was terrible. Mauer, yeah, he watched two. So he was XFL he was upset, games. but uh, you know, he, all right. he's moving on from it. <laughs> to speed this up, I just want to talk about two last. Well, you know, I'm, we'll just say three things. One. Morbius reshoots definitely in a Spider-Man universe, but there is rumor that it is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man universe, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man universe, so it's not Tom Holland, although that's kind of weird because we definitely got... Um, Tom Holland-esque. Not, not Tom Taylor. Holland. Why can't I think of his name? Batman. Why can't I think of his name? Pattinson? Michael Michael Keaton. <laughs> I'm already we trying got, to do that whole no, Pattinson we got, thing. No, we got Michael Keaton at the end of the, the Morbius yeah. trailer. Right, right, right. So right. we already know, my, unless, this, unless they're going Spider-Verse and we're seeing an alternate version... Of Pat, uh, I can't think of his tombs. I can't think of his name. It's not Pat. It's not Pat. It's not no. Pat. What the hell is Tombs' name? Adrian. I don't think his name's Adrian Tombs either. Is it Adrian Tombs? I don't yeah. remember them ever calling him Adrian. Huey, look that up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Vulture shows up at the end, but this could be an alternate universe of Jolt, uh, of of him, which would be kind of cool if he was just like a cab driver, and then they don't explain anything, and then that just leads into a big Sony event where we get a live action Spider Verse. That nice. would be dope. I'm cool with that. All right, next bit of news. Um, there is rumor that Rogue might be the villain of Captain Marvel 2, 
which would be very cool, or not the main villain, but a villain, which would be super dope. Um, if that's the case, because if that is true, then that means that we are getting a legitimate version of Rogue instead of some kind of shoehorn answer to why she can do what she can do, but finally get a version of Rogue who's super strong and can fly. And then we could have this really cool back and forth between Brie Larson and whoever plays Rogue, mm -hmm. getting that like maybe Brie stuck in her head for a movie or whatever they end up doing, which would be very cool. Sounds uh, good. Be very cool. And then the last thing is Sam Raimi is now the director for Doctor Strange 2, the Two. Multiverse of Madness. Mm. I love that. Multiverse. The Multiverse That's a of popular Madness. popular concept. Right now, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but Sam Raimi taking that over, like, I kind of dig that. So not because he's had his time with, with superhero movies, and arguably he's made superhero movies the, what they are today. Mm -hmm. Right, he helped at least start that with the yep. Spider-Man fran his Spider-Man franchise. Plus, he's really good with horror movies, mm -hmm. and we know that they, uh, as much as the original writers wanted this to be a horror movie, and and uh, Kevin Feige is like, it's not a horror movie. It just has a very horrific scene. That's what he keeps <laughs> saying. He's like, it's not a horror movie as a whole, but there is one really disturbing scene, and he keeps talking about um Temple of not Temple of Doom, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay. where they open the Covenant. Because, like, mm -hmm. as a kid, you remember seeing that scene and being horrified at it. it was naked, I think. But it's, no, when they open up and everyone's face melts. <laughs> like, that was a, as a kid, that's a really hard scene to watch. But that's what he's trying to, he's like, this movie will have that kind of scene, but in general, it's not a horror movie. That's uh, a and thriller. A, and rumor has it that the Rick and Morty writers are going ahead and doing a, a new Rick rough. And Morty. They're doing a run through of the script, which, if anybody knows the multiverse better than the Rick and Morty writers. <laughs> If you've never watched Rick and Morty, I've finally given that show a shot, and wow, yeah, that's an amazing show. <laughs> it's a good show. It takes a little bit to get to like it, but man, that's a great show. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it. Woo. That's gonna do it. So, Whirlwind. Yep, we we went through a lot. Minty, do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice, unless it's Twitter where it's Fireside Crew. But honestly, just go to Fireside.com or Welcome to Fireside.com, excuse me, uh, to get links and everything to where you want to go. Uh, also, uh, like, comment, rate. I mean, look, if you got a little bit of time. Share, subscribe. I mean, look, I hate doing that spiel, but it really it is important. That's why I keep saying it. Like, if you got a chance to go to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Show some love. means the world, and it really does a lot for the show. I mean, that, that showing of engagement, showing. Because, like, look, I see the numbers. I know you're there. Minty uh, actually thumbs up your <laughs> I know you're In fact, there. we see your IP address, and we know exactly where you are. That's the creepiest thing to possibly say, especially being the Joker guy. <laughs> Minty will thumbs up your comment. Uh, that's true. I will do that. But my point is, uh, engagement always goes a long way, and we appreciate everybody who already has. Um, but yeah, once again, I'm Menti. I'm Features. I'm Moshko. Check out Moshko's stuff. Buy things from him. Keep him employed. MoshkoCollectibles.com. Yep. Hey. He's going to get me a, a White Ranger helmet. Hey, you oh, yeah. A helmet? Well, I got, he got me the Green, Green Ranger helmet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, if you ever like one of these days, I'll actually do a thing in my house. But you got to show people do a tour. Me. Most of the stuff in my house came from Moscow. Yeah, you, you have to show people and Mowers and at Huey's. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, definitely hit up Moscow, Moscow. All right, Excelsior. Peace. <laughs>